0: This is a Cortez Currents news update. The licenses for 19 salmon farms in the Discovery Islands expired today. Bernadette Jordan, Minister of Fisheries and Oceans Canada, is reissuing licenses for 18 months, during which time no new fish of any size may be introduced into the Discovery Islands. Fish at the sites can complete their growth cycle and be harvested but all farms must be free of fish by June 30th, 2022.
1: I was quite pleased. Uh, it's about time that we had this decision. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, my initial thought was, wow. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> actually, I can't believe it's happening, to be quite honest. Um, I think there are a few things to be cautious about, but uh, overall, I think this is, this is wow. <laughs> yeah
0: said Stan Probish, science director with the Watershed Watch Salmon Society.
1: I've been working on this for almost 15 years, so uh, it's it's kind of surreal.
0: (laughs) In the press release in which they announced this decision, DFO states consultations with the seven First Nations in the Discovery Islands area provided important guidance to the minister and heavily informed the decision. In a recent interview with Cortes Currents, elected chief John Hackett of the Slyamon Nation stated that the Slyamon, Clahoos, and Himelko had all told the DFO
1: We don't want the fish farms to be renewed
0: here. Together with the Comox, they were among the 101 first nations that signed a joint letter calling for a transition to land-based salmon farms. Earlier this year, the Wiwakai and Wiwakum issued a joint press release calling for the closure of the Shaw Point Fish Farm. Quote, The escape of Atlantic salmon, the delay in notifying the nations about the escape, and the ongoing concerns about the impacts of sea lice on juvenile migrating salmon has brought this issue to a head. Surma Canada and Mowi Inc. directed courteous currents to the BC Salmon Farmers Association, which emailed... This decision has significant implications and puts salmon farming in B.C. and across Canada at risk. This comes at a bad time during a pandemic when local food supply and good local jobs have never been more important. We have just received this decision and will be taking some time to consider it and speak to the numerous companies and communities involved in the salmon farming in the province before commenting further. Dan Probish expressed some concerns about the decision to renew fish farm licenses for another 18 months.
1: The vast majority of the fish farms in the Discovery Islands should be able to harvest out naturally through their growing cycle within about six months. So that's my one question is why did they license them for another 18? But there are legitimate reasons for that. Potentially, when you're decommissioning a salmon farm, as we've seen is happening in the Broughton Archipelago, just north of the Discovery Islands uh, right now, the farms still need to be licensed and it's, it's a bit of a process to decommission a farm. There's a lot of infrastructure there. So that could be a reason. And we also need to be cautious because there will still be farm fish in the farms during the next juvenile salmon out-migration period, which is this spring. So we definitely need to monitor that situation. And then, the, you know, the other thing is if we have an election, which some people are kind of thinking we may have one next year, I wouldn't want to see a new federal government roll back this decision because the licenses will still be in play. But other than that, I think this is a spectacular decision. And I, I still partly can't believe it. <laughs> it's great.
0: What does this mean for the rest of the fish farms, the ones that aren't in the Discovery Islands?
1: That's a really good question because just north of the Discovery Islands in the Broughton Archipelago, the First Nations have worked with the um, province primarily and the industry on a transition plan to get fish farms out of that area. Now we see the second huge area, the Discovery Islands, which is about a third of the industry, And we see that that is going to be transitioning out. So the big region left is on the west coast of Vancouver Island. There are also a few fish farms at the north end of Vancouver Island and then a few in the central coast. So I'm not sure what this means but I think it's really good news for wild salmon. Um, And I'm I'm just really happy.
0: (laughs) I had two very different questions. For Probish. Firstly, in a previous interview with independent biologist Alexander Morton, she said
1: So <laughs> it's really interesting, Roy. So in the Broughton archipelago, where, where the nations are telling the industry what to do, they all kept their lice under control last spring. You know, the, the industry posts their sea lice numbers on their websites. And about 15 years ago, the province of B.C. said, look, you guys can have three lice per fish. And after that, you got to deal with them. So in the Broughton, they kept it all under. Everywhere else, they went over, including the Discovery Islands, where 50% of the farms went over.
0: So I asked Probish, is it possible that fish farms could bring the sea lice situation under control themselves?
1: Yeah, well, the, the, the theory is lice weren't a problem in the Broughton because farms are being transitioned out of there. There's been some farms removed, and it, nothing's been published on this yet in terms of science, but the theory is, is that's why the lice levels are beginning to kind of go down there on wild fish. Are
0: you telling me that possibly the density, the fact there were fewer fish
1: farms, was a factor in the Broughton? Yeah, that's what we suspect is, is kind of going on there.
0: On a number of occasions, BC salmon farm companies have said it's too expensive to move on land. Tell us a little about the move to land-based fish farms in other parts of the world.
1: That is um, an initiative that's happening particularly right now in the, in the United States. There's a number of farms that are being proposed, places like Maine. There's also one that's being established in Florida, which would be, when it's complete, would be about the production level of the whole British Columbian open net industry. So they're huge farms that are popping up on land. And there is also some discussion around a land-based farm being proposed near Campbell River that may happen and um, we'll, we'll just have to kind of watch that uh, as time goes by.
0: You've been listening to an interview with Stan Probish, science advisor with the Watershed Watch Salmon Society, as well as clips from previous interviews with independent biologist Alexander Morton and Chief John Hackett of the Slay Nation, and press releases from Fisheries and Oceans Canada and the BC Salmon Farmers Association, about the closing down of open net salmon farms in the Discovery Islands. They must all be free of fish by June 30th, 2022.